I pray that this moment and this time will be a time of encouragement for you. I know there's been a lot of exhortation, a lot of challenging uh, that you may have heard from me. And my tone has been very, very stern and challenging. But today, I just want to minister to your heart. You know, I'm, I'm here to, to, to help you see uh, the Lord's heart in this and what God intends for us in this season. And it says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. It says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. Let's pray. Father, I ask right now, as we engage with your word today, Lord, I pray that you would bless us in this time. Lord, I pray that your wisdom would uh, permeate through this, Father. I pray your heart, your will, your desire will permeate through this moment and this time together. Father, bless us. Let us hear what you intend for us to hear. Let me speak what you intend to speak, Father. And we ask that in your name we pray. Amen and amen. I want you to put in the chat real quick, prove it. Put that in the chat, prove it. Prove it. Uh, and while you're putting that in the chat, Something came to my mind, and I figured I'd share it with you all. How many people in here can attest that Google has saved your life? <laughs> How many people can attest to that, that Google has saved your life? Or maybe it wasn't Google. Maybe it was YouTube. YouTube has saved your life. How many people learn how to cook a recipe because of Google or because of YouTube? Or you learn how to build something because of um, YouTube or because of Google? I mean, Google has turned us all into experts. But isn't that what it's like for real, though? Like, when you think about it, we live in an information age. We live in the information age. If there's one thing about this generation is, is that just this generation is not devoid of information. We are the most informed generation. We are not void of information. We're not void of knowledge. We have an endless supply of information. And the thing is, is that there's almost nothing, almost nothing that you can't learn and Almost nothing you can't learn for free. I mean, you want to weave a basket, you can learn how to do that. You want to build a couch, you can learn how to do that. You want to crochet some gloves, you can learn how to do that. You want to build a loft, <laughs> you can learn how to do that. I mean, I'm just going to full disclosure, y'all. You two built this loft. This space that we have here, none of us were experts in this. It took us, I mean, we went on YouTube. We figured out how to put stuff together, how to build the walls, how to put a drywall, how to put a framing, all of it. YouTube saved our lives. You want to figure out how to give a heart transplant or how to perform a heart transplant? You could do that online as well. You can get all the information to do whatever it is you want to do. You can be the most informed and the most capable person. And yet, even though you have all the information in the world, all the knowledge in the world, and even through YouTube and Google, you may have developed all the skill in the world. There's some things you won't be able to do no matter how well you know how to do it. You won't be able to do it until you receive some kind of affirmation, some kind of certification to prove that you're capable of doing what you do. We don't actually need to go to college. I don't know if anybody catches this, but you don't actually need to go to college to get more information. Everything that you learn in college, 
You can learn on YouTube. You can learn on Google. There's so many other platforms out there now that can train you, teach you, and give you all the information you want to know. You want to learn electromagnetic field dynamics? Guess what? There's a course for that online. You want to learn macroeconomic field theory? Guess what? There's a course for that online. You are not void of information, and yet, even with all the information in the world, you may not be able to do what you are trained, skilled, and capable of doing without the certification. It's a part of the reason why we still go to college. The value you get from college is not in the information that you attain. The value that you get in college is that after going to college, you get this thing called a degree. And what that degree does is, is that it informs the market to let the market know that you are capable of performing the task that the employer seeks to hire you for. Yes, you may need to go to college to do what you already know how to do because you need to be certified in order to do it. And maybe you're thinking, well, college isn't necessary to do that. And that's probably true. You don't necessarily need to go to college to do everything. But there are a lot of things that even if you don't go to college to do it, at some point or another, you're going to have to go through some kind of certification. All this is to say that it's hard to move up or to elevate or to get into what God is calling you to do, no matter what it is, without taking a test. I want you to put in the chat real quick that the test is proof. Yes. It is, it is almost impossible to go to where God's taking you without taking a test at some point or another. And the thing about tests is, is that tests don't, um, uh, they don't inform you of anything. You, when you take a test, you're not, it's not like you're gaining more information. As a matter of fact, what the test is doing is the test is exposing what you either know or what you don't know. Tests don't inform you. Tests qualify you. Tests don't inform you. Tests assert and certify that who you are is who you are and what you're capable of doing is what you're capable of doing. Tests simply prove that you are qualified. I want you to put that in the chat in the chat real quick. And I want you to put it in the comments. Put in the comments right now that the test is proof. The test is proof. The test is certification. That's what it is. That's why, again, you can have two people that are equally capable, but one has been certified. Two people who can be equally informed, yet one has been certified. And see, that's the thing that's that's that's, that's critical when we read this verse is when we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Notice what Paul says first. Paul says, examine yourselves, meaning evaluate, assess yourself. We've been talking about this. Check yourself. And it says to check yourself as to whether or not you're in the faith. We've been working on that for the last two weeks. But then the next part of that verse says, it, it tells us and it implores us to test yourself. That word test in that scripture to test yourself, is the word dokimazo or, or dokimazo. Dokimazo literally means to prove or to approve. Better yet, if we were to use it in today's vernacular, what that word actually means is to certify. He's saying, test yourself. Prove it. Certify. Put that one more time in the chat. The test is proof. Yeah, put that one more time. The test, test is proof. And notice what you're certifying here. 
in the text when it says to certify. Notice what he says. He says, test yourselves. Do you not know yourself? Assuming you've already examined yourself, you should already know you've already made a self-assessment that Jesus Christ is in you. So therefore, what he's affirming is, is that the test, what it does is, is that the test draws out and affirms what is already inside of you. What the test draws out is what is in you. And I know we're not going to talk about this today, but we will spend more time talking about this the next time that we engage with this scripture and in this text. But understand that a test is not something that is being put in you. What a test does is it draws something out of you. But there's something else you need to know about a test. Is a test is promised. Matter of fact, we've been talking, we've been saying this over and over again, imploring you, asking, compelling you to check your self. But here's the reality, fam, is that if you don't check yourself, life's going to check you anyway. If you don't, if you don't check yourself, the situations and circumstances of life will check you anyway. Life gets real, y'all. And yet often when life gets real, we all get surprised. We all get shocked by it. But what did Peter say? Look at what it says in first Peter chapter four, verse 12. It says, beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though something strange is happening to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Fam, whether you test yourself or not, life's going to test you. As a matter of fact, if you don't go through trials and if you don't go through tests and if you don't go through situations, you have to automatically think that something is wrong because he's saying you should expect. If I can simplify what Peter is saying to the church here, he's saying you should expect something to happen. You should expect to go through trials. You should expect to go through a test. And yes, it's a fiery trial. Nobody wants to go through fire. Nobody wants to go through a test. Tests are not fun. The situations in life are not fun. The things we deal with are not fun. And yet what Paul is saying, going back to Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, he's saying to them is you need to test yourself. You need to certify yourself. And if you do not certify yourself, by consequence, life will certify you. Because the reality is that Many of us, we don't choose the tests, but the tests do come to us. We don't affirm the tests. We don't plan the tests. We don't strategize the tests, but the tests come to us. And because we can't predict the test, the test tests where we're at. We don't get to prepare often for the test. There's somebody here today right now that's going through it. And you're wondering, man, how could I be going through all of this? Why am I going through all of this? Why is all this happening? And maybe you're just like Job. When Job had lost his children, lost his finances, lost his wealth, lost his health, Job lost almost everything. And yet, what does Job say in Job chapter 23, verse 10? Job says, but he knows the way that I take, that when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold 
Job knows that right now, I can't explain what I'm going through. I can't make sense of the fact that I just lost all my children. I can't make sense of the fact that I lost my health. I can't make sense of the fact that I lost my wealth. I can't make sense of the fact that my wife has left me, that she's about to leave me. She wants me to go. She's done. My marriage is all messed up. And yet, even in the presence of all of that, Job had enough insight and awareness to know that in that moment, he is being tested. What I love about that text, and it coincides with the verse that we read before in 1 Peter, he says, when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. So here's the thing, is that when you go through a test, it certifies you. It reveals who you are, and yet it refines you. It begins to burn out things that are not like Christ. It begins to remove things that are not like him. And for some of you, you feel like your faith is being tested. You feel like life is falling apart and you feel like you don't have the answers. And for many people, even in the midst of the trial, you feel like you need to have an answer. But here's the purpose of the test. The test wasn't to prove that you can. The test was to prove what's in you. He says, I shall come forth as gold. Why does that matter? Why does that matter? Because when you get tested, understand it was not meant to break you unless you're holding on to something that is not Christ. When you get tested, it's meant to affirm who Christ is in you. You know, the beautiful thing about a piece of gold is, is that a piece of gold in its rawest form doesn't really look like gold. It looks like a rock. And after a period of time, what happens is, is that um, it gets found and it gets discovered. And it's the person who's the goldsmith, the person who's the gold miner, who can look at it, discern it, and see what it is. A guy who's not an expert like me can't see it. We won't see that it's, it's gold. We just see a rock. But that person who sees it sees gold. And what he does is, is he takes that piece of gold that looks like a rock, that doesn't look like anything of value, and he puts it in the fire. And when he puts it in the fire, it begins to refine. And as it refines, as it refines, all the impurities begin to fall away. They begin to burn away. Then afterwards, he beats the gold. It beats the gold. It beats the gold. And after he beats the gold, he then puts it back in the fire again. And then he beats the gold and he beats the gold. And after he beats the gold, he puts it back in the fire again. And then he beats the gold and he beats the gold and he beats the gold. And after he beats the gold, he puts it in the fire again. And he keeps putting it in the fire. And then he keeps beating it. And he keeps putting the fire. And that piece of gold in the midst of all that could have been asking, why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? Why am I dealing with this situation? Why am I going through a circumstance? And he's saying, I need you to go through this because I need what's in you to come out of you. And if you ask a goldsmith, when does he know that the gold is purified? And when does he know that it's done? He'll tell you. And after he looks at that piece of gold, if he can see a reflection of himself, then he knows that it's done. You see, when God refines us and he puts us through these tests and these challenges, he wants to look at us and see himself reflecting. For some of you, you're waiting for God to turn things around, not realizing 
that the goal from the beginning was to suffer with him so that his face can shine out of you and that his glory can be revealed to you. Did you not just read it? Let's go back to it and look at it real quick. He says, don't consider it strange when you encounter these fiery trials, but he says what? Rejoice to the extent that you partake in Christ's sufferings. He's saying this is a test and yet you are partaking in Christ's suffering in the midst of this test and that when you go through this fire and you go through this test, you're suffering with Christ so that the glory of Christ will be revealed that you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Not because you just got out of it, but because Christ is shining out of you. Maybe we forgot that Jesus was tested when he was in the wilderness. Maybe we forgot that when Jesus was in the wilderness, he was tempted by the enemy. And maybe we forgot that when Jesus was in that wilderness, Jesus gave scripture in response to every temptation and every test, but it was in the third one that Jesus said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Is it possible that Jesus went through the test and in the end, Jesus exposed who he was? And is it possible that in that, that God is saying that he wants to expose who Christ is in the midst of your circumstance in your situation? Maybe we forgot that Jesus was tested when he was on the cross. Because Jesus knew who he was in the wilderness. But then when he got on the cross, he was tested in that moment. They said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, why don't you just come down from that cross? But Jesus already knows who he is. And now his focus is not proving who he is because Jesus had nothing to prove. It was accomplishing the mission that God had for him on earth. It was to do what? to bring restoration to each and every one of us, that we now may suffer along with Christ. Christ died on the cross so that we who, who suffer can suffer along with him. Christ was, he, he died on the cross and then he was buried on the cross, that we may be buried in our circumstance and Christ rose from the grave so that we can rise, not in our identities in ourselves, but in our identity in Christ that we may rise to a new life in him. Maybe. When we suffer, it's not for us to get out of it, but the test in the suffering, the test in the persecution, and the test in it all is not so that we can become stronger and better, but maybe, just consider it, maybe it's for what Peter says it is, that it's for the glory of Christ to be revealed, and for some people today, Here's what you're saying. You're saying, I don't think I can make it. I don't think I'm strong enough. I don't think I can persevere. I don't think I can get through this test. This test, I'm not built for this. Guess what? The test wasn't meant for you to fight. Christ has fought it for you. And your suffering is not on your own. Your suffering is with Christ. And the test that you're going through was not a test that you need to pass on your own. Christ has already passed it for you. It's just that in the midst of this test, Christ wants to reveal his glory through you. So today, let's test ourselves. Let's endure the test. Because in the end, as you'll see, it will reveal 
Christ in us, the hope of glory. Father, I thank you right now, even in this moment, for the person who's hearing this. I pray, Lord, your glory will be revealed even in the midst of the test, the trials that they're going through. Father, I pray that there are, the, there are people right now, there are those who are listening right now, watching right now, even in this moment that are saying, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how I'm going to endure this. I'm not strong enough. And Father, you have said in your word that your strength is made perfect in our weakness. So Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you would teach us to surrender to you. Lord, to expect the test, but not to expect for us to pass the test out of our own volition and out of our own capacity, not of our own doing, but Lord, that you would be glorified in it. We submit it all to you today. We give you praise and honor for it. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen.